We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to this special episode of Outside the Trenches. BJ Kissel joined by a very special guest and the new executive director of the East-West Shrine Bowl and Eric Galco and a longtime friend. I, I'm a little uncomfortable, and it's not because the Chiefs lost last night. I'm just yeah. having trouble getting over that. But we're also sitting on the field. It's a beautiful stadium, but I don't like it here. Yeah, your division rivals? Yeah. Tough to be here. But I will say this is obviously one of the top two stadiums uh, in the NFL, top one stadium for a college all-star game. But certainly one of the better stadiums in the NFL. But I know it doesn't bring back. Well, you guys beat the, the Raiders here, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, but Chiefs won here. Maybe not every week. When we recorded it, it's just after the morning right. after the uh, the Chiefs lose <laughs> to the Bengals in the AFC title game. So I know you've been running around with your head cut off. So you haven't had a ton, ton of time to watch all the games. What was your reaction uh, when you saw the fact that Chiefs up 21-3 and they ended up losing to the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, watched the game uh, intermittently, to be honest, but I saw that starting on the game, and that's what I expected, right? Matt Mahomes and the Chiefs getting off to an early start. Joe Burrow on the offensive line struggling quite a bit, too, but it's a testament, really. I mean, it's nothing the Chiefs did wrong. I think it's to Joe Burrow. He's been incredible. I've talked to multiple scouts here all week long just saying how cool Joe is, how much that offense kind of really jives together, how that defense has played really well, especially during the playoffs the second half of the season, too. So I think a lot of it is just – as a Chiefs fan, hopefully not too mad. It's just a sad, you know, frustrating thing. But it's a really good Bengals team, a team that feels like it's almost a team of de- – like compared to the New York Giants in 2008, right, when they won the Super Bowl, like it, the Bengals feel like that. Right? Like, why are they here? But they keep winning games and they keep looking impressive in the second half. Yeah, I'm not going to be happy that any team's there. It's not the <laughs> yeah. Chiefs. But Bengals fans, yeah. like Chiefs fans can – I would say they can kind of feel for them, but it's not like they've had all this success. I mean, they had four wins last year a couple years ago. And, so. and the Bengals are a fascinating case study too because they've got a small personnel staff. They hired a young coach who was the quarterback coach for being a head coach of the Rams, right? And he's going against now his former team. Um, and it's supposed to show that, hey, you know, they took Jamar Chase over the linemen. The linemen kind of pieced together this year. And it hasn't been great, but maybe you don't need a great offensive line. So the Bengals being successful this year, the way they've done it, is how much a good quarterback can help. You don't need to have a mobile guy like Joe, Joe Burrow. is not the most mobile guy. You can win with a small scouting staff. You can win without a great offensive line. So it's a, I think we'll look back at this Bengals team and realize, is this a referendum on scouting in the process? Or yeah. is this just a really lucky team? Yeah, and I know it's interesting. We're in a really interesting time for everybody who's listening to this that, you know, there isn't all offseason to, to, to prognosticate what the Chiefs could do, what they should do um, in regards to p- 
players and, and you have Tyron Matthew, you have decisions on Frank Clark and Anthony Hitchens and the lab guys are going to record. They're going to break down all of this stuff. But uh, with you, you're so tied into just with your institutional knowledge of how the NFL works that I want to talk about this. Cause we saw Ryan Poles get a job and I was happy yeah. to see Ryan yeah, get a job. Yeah. No, you know, Ryan too. Yeah. Um, in kind of explaining that not every general manager job across the NFL is the same. The, yeah. what's at it's not cookie cutter and that the same responsibilities for the Packers is the same for the Cowboys or for the 49, whatever it is. They're all different. Um, and now that we're in that time of the year where GMs are getting hired, coaches are interviewing, they're making changes, they're hiring their staff, more job interviews and things are taking place here at the East West Shrine Bowl with all the NFL people here. Uh, but just how do you see the NFL evolving with some of the decisions that have been made? You have the old guard, the, the old school kind of, I always relate it to Moneyball because, you know, you've yeah. got the, the sound of the bat guys and you have the, here are the numbers guys. And we've seen teams lean into the analytics and kind of go guys with that background. And then you've got your former player GMs that have been out on the field playing the game. Just where do you see the game kind of going in this? Well, way? I think for one, I mean, I saw on social media a lot of, uh, the GM, the Vikings hire compared to Ryan Poles. Yeah. One's an analytics guy and one's a scout guy. And like, you know, Ryan, Ryan's yeah. not a, a scout guy only. He's a, he's more player, player, but he knows analytics. And right. same thing with the GM, the Vikings hire as well, too. I think a lot of, a lot of GMs now, it's, it's a lot less nepotism. It's a lot mm -hmm. more, Hey, what, how can you impress an interview and how you can use all the different tools your teams have. And I think the chiefs done a great job of having a lot of people who have decision-making, not power, but you know, the Chiefs, Brett Veach has been involved for a long time. When John Dorsey right. was here, he was involved. Andy Reid has a lot of say. Ryan Poles had a lot of say, right? So it's, it's been a very collaborative front office for a long time. I think a lot of teams want to mimic that. That's, I think, a testament to Andy Reid. Yeah. Philadelphia was like that when he was there as well, too. So I think teams are are looking for collaborative leaders. But I think this this question of, like, analytic, like analytics, I think mean, a lot of front offices now is, is becoming less taboo for front offices. Mm -hmm. And it's still the same for coaches. But I think it's... I think ownership now is going to realize you just want to hire smart people yeah. and that have a little bit of experience in a lot of things and are really good at one thing. And Ryan is a really good scout. Yeah. And I think he has really good uh, instincts on, you know, how, how to build a successful team. He's very similar in philosophy to Joe Douglas in that way, where it's mm. like, it's going to be a trenches O-line D-line. It's yeah. going to be, you know, find the right situation, find the right coaching staff for that individual player. I know, you know, I know if Ryan was maybe in Minnesota or he was someplace else, maybe his head coach would be different, right? I think yeah. he's willing to adjust to that too. So I think a lot of GM candidates now, I know Ryan's been preparing for this GM job for a while, but in particular, I think they're really being more thoughtful, right? It's a lot less, who do I know? It's a lot more, hey, what does this team have? How can we build it successfully? How can we leverage the drafts or free agency, but also make smaller changes in the front office and the coaching staff that really impact things bigly. But I, I think no matter what, the Chiefs have become a model in a yeah. lot of ways for how to successfully collaborate as an organization. I think you have to, and I think we've never talked about this, I don't think, but... You have to, and just because I don't, I've never seen any different up close. Like I yeah. know that the Chiefs and the way that they operate. I just, I see other NFL teams that the GM and the head coach were both hired independently of each other to try to make it work. And those are the teams where things start getting leaked about like, hey, they're not happy about this or happy about that yeah. because those guys are trying to save face because they weren't hired as a pair. And when it comes to Ryan, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, and you, I know you will, but somewhat evaluating players and being good at that is such a huge part of the job. It's like calling plays for a coach or a coordinator. Like you got to be able to do that. But when you're the head guy, whether head coach or head GM, it's about taking care of your scouts about how you communicate the processes you have in yeah. place and being consistent and fair with your people. And it feels like most of the time when guys aren't successful, yes, 
they miss on draft. Everybody misses on draft picks. But if you don't know the processes that are in place and how to set up a successful organization, it's not going to work. And that's why I feel like guys who play for Andy Reid or work with Andy Reid or are part of this system, they understand the process, how to put everything in place, all the behind the scenes stuff that most fans don't ever see that kind of creates those problems within the division when it starts to not work. One of the benefits of, of Ryan and, and just I think in general, having a scout background, one of the advantages of that is, you know, I, I've been director of player personnel of the XFL mm-hmm. here at the Shrine Bowl now too. So I'm not at the GM level at all. I'm not saying that, but you realize that the more you get to like a, a leadership position, the less time you have to watch film, right? <laughs> so that, that teaches you two things. One, you've got to be really efficient, really good at watching film quickly and making decisions and be able to say, hey, you know what, what's, what's actual? How can I watch this offensive lineman? Maybe not watch five games every snap for five hours. Yeah. How can I leverage my staff, my team, my analytics to quickly decide, hey, I've got all this good objective information. Now I can make a decision because every GM in the league is going to talk to agents. Yeah. Be with the training staff every day. Meet with your coach. Meet with your position coaches, right? So there's so much to meet with ownership. Meet with the stadium ops. Make sure there's no problems there, right? There's so much you have to do that I think, and, and I, I don't want to be too positive the Chiefs the whole time here, but one of the Chiefs yeah. did, and it's thing we've always talked about is, is who gets credit for Pat Mahomes? Mm-hmm. And it feels like you can ask somebody, you know, if you ask Ryan Poles, he might say Brett Veach was the one, right? If you ask John Dorsey, he'll say Andy Reid, right? They all are working together, but they all add a hand in it. I think that's the great part about the Pat Mahomes story is that he was a you know underappreciated guy, except for the Chiefs, <laughs> and me and you and a couple other people, yeah. you know, thought Pat was a really good player. But I think that that kind of mindset of like, hey, it's it's all together. I'm sure you know at the time Brett and Ryan were scouting Pat and John yeah. was making decisions, talking to agents and personnel people. So I think that's a really important part of what Ryan inherits, what the what the new Vikings GM inherits, what. Um, Joe Shona Harris in New York is trying to build a collaborative process because there's just, with analytics being so involved, there's just too much information. Yeah. It's overwhelming for a lot of people. And we've talked about it before that Brett Veach gets all the credit and all the blame when a pick goes well or doesn't go well. Yeah. It's not his guy. And yeah. I always used to ask, you know, the first year, you know, I was at the Chiefs and we'd interview the area scouts after they made a pick. And I think it was Pat Sperduto, one of the Chiefs area scouts, long time, you know, old guard area scout. And I asked him, I was like, hey, we got your guy. And he just kind of like, we hadn't been recording yet. And he's like, just because he's in my territory doesn't mean he's like, I like him as a player. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I don't like how area scouts get tabbed as we took a guy from your area. That was your guy. Like yeah. your name is on him. He's like, we spend so much time dissecting these guys throughout the months leading up to it. That and I've preached this for so long and you know this, by the time you get to the draft, there's not a lot of decisions being made in the moment. Yeah. Most of it is just executing a plan that you spent all of this time well, putting together. I think for Chiefs, it's been the case. For some teams, okay. it's not as okay. Okay. Chiefs are, again, the Chiefs Please are, tell us the stories how no, teams are not organized no, in that, that way. Either. But no, I think it's important to kind of have, you're right. And that's where, that's why I think that whether it's GM level or the area scout level, like you have to have all this stuff organized. And it's really hard to do that. Like I know it sounds easy. Oh, you've got all this time, but there's always new information coming. And that's where I mentioned analytics a little bit is that you'd be stupid about to use the analytics, but I get why it's sometimes overwhelming. There's too much because you have the background and character. You have your own personal bias, that person off the field, you have the film and college and all-star games, and the, the combine data analytics. So it's, it's important for who people in decision-making processes to know that how to analyze all that data, but it's really hard. And I think it's what Ryan's going to be a strength to do that. I think Minnesota's GM, New York Giants GM is going to be uh, really impressed with that as well too, but it's been, it's, it's a hard process for a lot of GMs right now. That's why Brett and, and John North performed did a great job. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a hard turn here real quick and get yeah. back to the Shrine Bowl. But I don't feel like we can have this show and not talk about it since it just absolutely went crazy on social media earlier today. Uh, tweeted out something about Tyron Matthew just saying, you know, guy that I'm always going to root for. Yeah. Um, for anyone who watched, anyone who hadn't heard this part of it before, um, when I was with the Chiefs, I was just with Tyron for a short time, but uh, he and I hit it all. Like, we just had some really deep, like, real conversations. Um, and so we always just had that respect. Um, I, 
I haven't stayed in touch with him a ton, uh, but I tweeted out, just, he's an easy guy to root for. I'm always going to root for him. He goes to another team, whatever it is. There's a business side of football that I understand. Um, respect the hell out of what he's about. And he responded, um, we'll always remember you and many more good people. A lot to be proud of over the past three years. I'm thankful and grateful. I leave with a grateful heart, having got the chance to play for all of you good people. Thanks. Um, basically saying goodbye to Chiefs fans. Yeah. And I, my phone went crazy after that. <laughs> so I have no idea what it, everybody's guessing. I have no idea what it means more than you guys. But um, I will say that most of the time, uh, players know their future months before yeah. it actually gets, you know this, uh, much, much months before it's actually reported and legal with the tam- like the league year and all those things. Yeah. But uh, if his time is up, uh, I don't think Chiefs fans should – have any ill will or anything out that they do, but uh, Tyron changed the culture uh, as much as Patrick Mahomes did of the success that they had in leading them to that Super Bowl. And no one's going to convince me any different because I saw it. So I'm always going to respect the hell out of that guy um, and root for him wherever he goes and hope it's in Kansas City. If it's not, sounds like it's not great. Um, but that guy deserves all of our respect. It should be beloved in Chiefs Kingdom forever. I'm going to ask you a question. I mean, he's, he's a unique player on the field, a unique person off the field as well, too. And he's yeah. someone that the Chiefs – didn't draft right they got him later in his career as well too i mean that to be coming to the team that late and be that kind of leader and lead your team to a super bowl i mean what what kind of impact does he have like how does he make the rest of that team better on defense because he obviously has when yeah. he got there it changed not just what they do schematically but what they were on the field and to be an alpha among alphas you know this because yeah. you're around these guys every guy on that field every guy in that locker room has been the best player one of the best players <laughs> on every team he's ever been on yeah and so for a five nine hundred seventy five yeah. pound guy to step up and make these grown men these arrogant cocky like confident guys let's be honest like well paid well paid like they all self-confident yeah those guys stop and listen when he talks yeah that is that is rare it's not just because he got paid it's not just because he's good you'd be good and guys won't listen to you uh it takes a special thing to get guys to stop and pay attention and i love that you brought up that point for people who live in the kansas city community saw how quickly he just bought right and he wasn't drafted by them yes they gave him a uh, substantial financial investment that he's going to appreciate. Uh, but he didn't have to do all the things that he did. His wife opened up a store. She's selling stuff. They've done so much stuff with the community, all kinds of pictures, even after tough losses, people going up to him when he's at his kids, you know, youth sports games, uh, taking pictures with fans and being gracious with it. And uh, he's exactly what you'd want um, in that position. And again, they have to make business decisions and that is never tough. That means doesn't, if he's not back, that doesn't mean they didn't want him. There's yeah. just certain things don't work out sometimes and it's not anybody's fault if he's not back you know if this is cheesy to say but i don't know how you replace for all of what he's brought i I don't know who steps in there and what he i mean you can't find a player who's a five nine do it all safety linebacker corner nickel guy but i I think more than that it's just going to be really hard to do so we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You got that's why they get paid the big bucks, and that's, that's why it. they make those that's decisions. It. You still have the best player in the Good world, but the defensive the defensive side of the ball could look completely different. Yeah, uh, again, we're talking maybe, Frank maybe Clark, has to. Maybe Anthony has to. Hitchens, yeah. Tyron Matthew, Steve uh, Steve Spagnuolo. Um, who knows where that is? And I'm not prognosticating anything either way, but uh, who knows? But let's pivot back to the shrine. Yeah. I just wanted to touch that so Chiefs fans were listening. But um, let's get back to the Shrine Bowl and yeah. and somebody that you know spent ten years, and I owe a lot of my career to what. You know, going down to Mobile, the Senior Bowl did, um, but having a chance to be here and seeing the access that you've set up, and I know you and I have talked about that, and just being in Vegas, like this is unbelievable experience for anybody. Hopefully, all the content, all that stuff comes across, but um, this is going to be a really special event. You've done a phenomenal job. Oh, thanks, PJ. What, what has the last few days been like for you at this event? For anyone watching, uh, hundred and how many players? Uh, 130 players. 100, I lost that. 130 players getting ready for the NFL draft. There's scouts. Saw yeah. uh, Trey Coziel and Ryan Nutt. Saw some of the Chiefs guys here the other day uh, when they first got here. But um, what's the the first few days been like for you, and how excited are you about this? It's been great. I mean, I you know took over in April, and standard I want to create was best in class, right? For not being competitive with their all-star game, just saying, hey, I want if I'm going to run this event, I want to be a best in class event, and that is there's a lot that goes into that, right? And yeah. I think my first focus was players. Um, I think all-star games sometimes, there's a lot going on, and players sometimes get kind of tough on the rugs. We made sure that players had the best you know, best massage therapist. Uh, Christy Swakowski works with Pat Mahomes, a lot of Chiefs players. She's here all week long for a whole team to give all of our players massage therapy. That's been a huge ad for players as well. Uh, done by 8 o'clock at night. Every night we have a guest speaker. We had Darren Waller the first night, um, who I know Chiefs fans may not love very much, but he's a great guy and a great speaker for our players. And, and for the record, real yeah. quick, in, in case people are listening, they're like, hey, why do they need massage play? Keep in mind the context that these guys are getting ready for the biggest yeah. draft interview of their lives and their bodies need to be like as absolutely perfect as they can. And you guys providing things like that, it's not an add on like luxury thing. No, it's it's do everything you can to make these guys have the resources to perform their best at the biggest interview and of their lives. Physically and mentally. We have mental yeah. performance coaches here and we Darren Waller speak as well too. But I think we want I mean that goes in the sense of being in the right field, being in the right city, right? Not being in a smaller city or being in a baseball team with a shrine bowl used to be being at a Legion Stadium, which again pretty pretty cool spot. And and I think all right. making sure we have making sure we have great time, great access for NFL teams, right? I looked at all their all star games and said, Hey, what, how long do they have time to talk to players? And it's usually been eight, nine, 10. We made it 20, right? So trying to make sure we change the schedule and change this a lot for players as well, too, because I think players deserve a lot, right? They don't have to be here. Yeah. There's a chance they get, they're here to interview the NFL teams and selfishly for the Shrine Bowl to promote the Shriners Hospital for Children, but yeah. they're here for a job interview. They should be taken care of. So we focus there and then NFL teams will too. So, so far, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of how it's turned out. I think feedback's been good. We'll see if they're, you know, want to come back next year. I think mm-hmm. they will, but, um, you know, hopefully, you know, We'll have the best players in the country this year and, and moving forward. I want to make sure players, NFL people, media like yourself, leave here and say that was a worthwhile experience. I know Vegas at night, that's going to take care of itself. I'm not worried about that. But in terms of the actual Shrine Ball, I think it's been a good success so far. Yeah, from a media standpoint, it's, it's access, how quickly we yeah. get to the players, how easy is everything. And again, we're standing on the sidelines watching, <laughs> watching, yeah. listening to the coaches, like you can reach out and grab some. I know Trevor Sycamore got, yeah. got a little close uh, yesterday, but. Uh, I know this has put you on the spot because you have 130 yeah. players and all the agents that you signed. But They're all my favorites. As you're <laughs> I was going to say, like, who's <laughs> who stood out? Who are you? Who have you gotten the most questions about uh, that's here that, you know, it's really early for Chiefs fans. And we understand that. But they, the NFL doesn't stop. And this stuff yeah. happens. And what is happening right now will affect and make a difference on draft day for the Chiefs. So it is relevant that way. Yeah. I mean, I, 
one guy that's been, you know, I'll admit, is a guy that I had no idea what to expect, and he's a tight end out of Ohio. And if you look at tight ends at Ohio, you're not going to find his name. Armani Rogers played quarterback at Ohio and UNLV before that. He's here playing tight end. He's never tight. He's only caught three passes in his college career. All were like running back, back to the quarterback situations. But he is a absolute, you know, freak tester. He'll be in the 95th percentile or above. You guys like mock draftable, like he'll be, he'll break that system for sure. But the way he's of a tight end this week, and we've got six, you know, I think all of our tight ends have a great chance of not guaranteed to be drafted. Yeah. And he's one of them. And I just, again, I was excited to see him here and see how he play and see if he can hang around. And, you know, I don't want to, again, they're all my favorite players, but he can argue he's the best tight end here. Listen, I always play this week too. And the Chiefs don't draft tight ends who played tight end in college. They, don't, they draft yeah. college basketball players yeah. or quarterbacks. Yeah. And they convert them. So, that so would he's make been sense. really special too. We've got a great cornerback room, DB room. That was expected. NFL teams were super excited about those guys as well too. And the quarterbacks have played well. Brock Purdy, Jack Cohen. I know they're not the high necessarily pedigree coming in the first round picks, but you you're know, not talking about the one guy that we got to talk about. And I, I know I was kind of saving him for later too. But a lot of these guys, I think teams, you know, all of our quarterbacks teams felt that they can play quarterback on our team, be yeah. a backup spots or whatever else. I think all those guys are impressed in interviews, especially too. But really, Armani jumps out because I've been watching him. This way, NFL teams are is how is he going to play? Why is he playing tight end? Why is he here? And I think it was going to be a good call by us. But he's really impressed the NFL team so far. All right, now it's time to ask about Kansas State quarterback yeah. Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson. Guy that, like I said, I know him, but like very familiar, watched a lot of him <laughs> yeah. in college. And all of the intangible thing, and this is because he's from Kansas City and most of us know Skyler's story, um, but all the the leadership, the intangibles, the, under, the mental acuity to p- play the position, the things that he's been credited, his teammates love him. Uh, it seems like a guy who's going to get an opportunity, he's going to impress if he can yes. stick and do the physical things, his, the, the the medicals all check out because yes. he's getting been banged up. But uh, what have you heard? What have you seen from Skyler? Yeah, I mean, off the field medicals and interview wise, like A plus. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal in interviews. I think NFL teams have been dying to talk to him. I know one team spoke with him for about 15 minutes in their kind of group interviews, mm-hmm. and they want to talk to him again, right? Mm-hmm. So teams are just like when they get a little bit of Skyler, they want to talk to him a lot more. But I think on the field, especially today, we're here at day three practice here for the West team. Definitely his best day of practice. Had a lot of great red zone throws. He's really built a relationship with these guys. That's usually what happens. You know, all-star yeah. games, right? By day two, day three, they start to get working together. But I think for Skyler, he's got a chance. I got a chance to watch him in his meeting rooms with the Annapolis Colts staff. So the West team is what he's on. Their head coach is Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator for the Annapolis Colts. Um, he's been very impressed with the coaching staff. He's working with Gerard Johnson, former Shrine Bowl player, former NFL quarterback, one of my good friends in the industry, and someone I think is incredibly impressive as a coach. And seeing Gerard and Skyler talk and work together and Skyler learn from them too has been, as far as learning how to play the quarterback position, Skyler's done it for a long time. And here from NFL coaches, it's been a great relationship there to see those guys talk together and work together. So Skyler's had a fantastic week. I think he was already coming in as a good chance to be a draft pick. I think showing NFL teams here, hey, again, at the very least, he can hang around the NFL and maybe much, much more. Yeah. And again, when it comes to backup quarterback, all these guys want to show that they could step in and, and win a game if they needed to. Yeah. But so much of playing that position, and I, I every time I talk about this, I just picture Chase Daniel just rolling yeah. around in money. And Chase Daniel has had a career because he has been invaluable as a sounding board to the starting quarterback. Like, yeah, I mean, also that's the value for him. Whether it's that kind of guy, he's got to do that too. How about Gardner Minshew? Right, Gardner yeah. Minshew is a you know good, not special athlete, a guy who's been productive in college, but had some injury stuff in his college career and. He starts games starting the league next year then, too. I mean, Case Keenum started games. One almost went to the you know Super Bowl one year, too. So, you know, Skyler's not a limited talent. He's an A-plus talent player in terms of most players in the country. It's a, yeah. it's a solid quarterback class at the top this year. But I have no doubt I can absolutely see Skyler Thompson playing and starting on Sundays in the NFL. We saw the Annapolis Colts alone, right? They 
we're having Sam Ellinger out there, right? Maybe some yep. comparisons there as well, too. So I'm not saying Skyler's going to be a Colt, but I think the Colt's been impressed. I think a lot of NFL teams this week have been very, very impressed with Skyler. All right, two more questions, just yep. specific to what you've seen this week. Uh, which players and similar, but which players came in, have helped themselves the most? And granted, we're just about halfway through. Yeah. But what players have really impressed uh, that have taken advantage of the opportunity they've been given here at the East West. Yeah, I mean, two guys, and, and I'm not sure how much Chiefs fans need these guys, but one running back, uh, Keontae Ingram, mm-hmm. USC, has been an outstanding pass catcher. He played receiver in high school, and then at USC didn't play too, too much of that this past year. Didn't play too much, you know, out in space, but he's been uncoverable in a lot of ways. Um, he's been really impressive, too. Uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, Noah Ellis of Idaho State. He's a 350-pound mammoth, <laughs> and he's been absolutely just ro- like steamrolling offensive linemen all week long and, and one-on-ones. And then I would say, you know, maybe one of the leaders to be the top player drafted here who probably played this week and really who he is off the field is Matthew Butler of Tennessee. He's a three-tech, five-tech, would be a great fit for the Chiefs scheme. But I think mentally and how he handles the game and talks about the game, been really impressive for interviews, but he has been winning as a three-tech, as a five-tech, as a one-tech. He's been winning as a spin move, a speed rush. I mean, I think he's been comfortably the most impressive defensive lineman here. I think he's really made himself a lot of money here at the Shrine Bowl. Hopefully not spent it all in Vegas either, by the way. I hope he's there so we walked a strip last night and i didn't see any players peace of mind, i didn't see any players or anybody out there running no, I'm around just kidding. these guys i mean these guys got a chance to get here thursday and none of these guys gambled they all know it's a business trip they right. got a chance to explore vegas and go to the bellagio fountains go to the side too but vegas has been a fun venue for these guys to kind of enjoy when they have some downtime all right and final question yeah. we appreciate your time talking with eric galco the executive director of the east west shrine bowl here on the field at allegiant stadium uh home of the east west shrine bowl and the pro bowl we won't say the other team that <laughs> works here but yeah um thursday night game yeah. who cheese fans they want that itch of football they need to get the last game that they watched out of their mind they sit down and watch the game uh who are you most excited to see perform in the game on thursday night i think it's the quarterbacks and because again it takes some time to kind of build that up but i think these I mean, brock purdy skylar thompson Jack Cohen, like Jack Cohen's best game might have been his last game in college, right? Skylar Thompson, Brock Purdy have been really productive in the Big 12 their whole career. De'Aaron King's going to play quarterback and receiver. So I know quarterback's is a cheesy answer, but I think these guys, sometimes it's hard to kind of, you want to impress the receiver, have the receivers impress in one-on-ones. But I think game time, all these guys are gamers. Yeah. And E.J. Perry of Brown's a guy who has a huge chip on his shoulder playing at a small school. So, I mean, Chiefs fans, I'm not sure what their backup quarterback long-term may look like, but I would guess one of these guys would be a great fit. But quarterback's the most excited to watch on game day because I think those guys – maybe more than other all-star games or even past Shrine Bowls is that these guys are all the same kind of mindset and player. They want to really impress that last game. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you're doing here. And I know in speaking with the media, uh, what you guys have here at the East West Shrine Bowls means something special that uh, we're going to be coming to every single yes, year. There we go. Uh, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, thank you, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, for listening to this episode. I know it's, it's a tough time right now. Hopefully uh, you took some stuff away from this conversation. The lab guys uh, will be back later tonight to, to break down everything and start talking about the offseason and some of the decisions and some of the things that uh, – are going to have to happen this offseason. Who are the free agents? Um, what is the roster composition, the coaching staff? All of those things uh, you'll get with Craig, Matt, and Kent later tonight on the KC Laboratory. But we appreciate you for supporting us here at KC Sports Network as we get into the offseason. We've got a lot of really cool interviews, sit-downs, things that we are doing here. Thanks to Eric's access at the East West Shrine Bowl, and we'll have that content throughout the offseason for you guys. But again, we appreciate it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And again, catch it with the lab and then the rest of our shows later this week. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time. The headlines remind us daily. 
The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.